Hi, Carnage Report listeners. Before we get to the episode, we want to take a moment to address the June 24th Supreme Court decision to overturn Roe v. Wade. This decision stripped away the legal right to have a the legal right to have a safe and legal abortion. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. This decision could also lead to the loss of other rights. To learn more about what you can do to help, go to podvoices.help. We encourage you to speak up, take care, and spread the word. Welcome to the Carnage Report, where we bring the latest on all things horror-related, keeping keeping you up to date with news you can use. Hello, I'm Nick Spasic. And I'm Julie Holland. The Carnage Report is part of the Cinepunks podcast family. Go to Cinepunks.com to find entertainment news, reviews, and other great podcasts like Horror Business and Twitch of the Death Nerve, as well as Cinema Smorgasbord, where Nick recently guested on Eric Roberts is the fucking man discussing the Asylum Mockbuster Top Gunner. It was a lot of fun. If you want to help support Cinepunks and ultimately this show, you can become a Cinepunks Patreon subscriber at patreon.com slash Cinepunks. That's C-I-N-E-P-U-N-X. You can also check out great sponsors like Essex Coffee Roasters. EssexCoffeeRoasters.com offers specialty-grade coffee roasted to order for the most fresh and delicious home brewing experience. Essex is committed to accessible quality coffees, offering education on coffee and brewing to all of their customers. Essex founder Aaron Dahlbeck spent years on the road in touring bands, often questing for that great cup of coffee between shows. That experience informs Essex as they strive to make high-quality coffee accessible to people across the country. Many coffees are stored for months or more after roasting, offering a stale cup. Essex Coffee Roasters Roast each order as they come in to ensure your quality at home. Essex Coffee Roasters believes you don't have to be a coffee expert to enjoy a great cup of coffee. And right now, if you use code CINEPUNKS, C-I-N-E-P-U-N-X, promo code, you get 10% off. Lehigh Valley Apparel Creations is the premier screen printer of the Lehigh Valley, but also maybe the world. Personable and professional, the only place where you get punk rock attitude with professional service and printing. You can find them at xlvacx.com. Do not go to lvac.com. That takes you to the Las Vegas Athletics Club. That's probably not what you're after, but it could be fun. (laughs) (laughs) All right, time for our getting to know you question. We are currently in the absolute dog days of summer where every day is hot to the point of being miserable. So I want to know, what are your favorite horror movies to watch when it is too damn hot to go outside? Um, yes, it is too damn hot to go outside. I am currently wearing a tank top. Uh, it is the best decision I have ever made uh, is to go tank tops in the summer. Um, I'm also wearing a tank top of one of my favorite summertime movies, and that is Return of the Living Dead. Um, I am a huge fan of watching movies like when they're set. So like mm-hmm. every July 3rd, I kind of have to watch it. Um, uh, also try to watch like Jaws on July 4th didn't happen this year. But um, no, I'm a I'm a huge fan of just like digging into summer camp slashers. Um, yeah. um, I've been 
doing some digging to like find some ones I haven't seen yet. Cause like, I mean, I've got that Scream Factory, like Friday the 13th box set. And I also have the Burning and Madman and stuff like that. And they're all, I watched, the, as a matter of fact, uh, when you asked me if that was going, if I was cool with this being the topic this week, I had literally just started watching the Burning. Um, nice. uh, which the more I return to it, I'm like, this, more people need to watch this. It is just, it's nasty. It's quick. It's very, has like this great sort of almost the, the starts kind of like meatballs ish, you know, like uh, it's very much a summer camp movie. Um, But also, you know, like I also like watching things that are set in winter. Um, like the thing, like I always try to watch that, like dead smack in the middle of summer where I'm just like, Oh, I want to be there. <laughs> cool it off a little bit. <laughs> but yeah, those are sort of my favorite things to watch. Like I just, uh, and you know, whatever fun things happen to come up, like what, what's your go-tos? Oh, uh, I also will, you know, try to get through summer camp movies, obviously always a good time and, and things like Midsummer, which I just got a copy of for $5 at Target. So if you have a local Target, those are on the $5 rack right now for a Blu-ray. Um, also, Tremors is a good oh. series. Nice, uh, dusty, dusty desert, dry summer thing. And I really like It Follows. It's kind of a late summer vibe, but it still feels like a summer vibe to me. Like th- those days when you're just like a teenager and you don't have anything else to do and you're just like laying around and then ultimately getting a sexually transmitted demon i love the idea of it follows because yeah it definitely despite the fact that it is about a sexually transmitted demon following you around like it does capture that vibe of like the end of summer where you're like i we have nothing left to do let's just you're laying around on couches or like Mm -hmm. next to pools or like somewhere and just like oh Let's just like hang out and like nobody, like one person talks every five minutes. Yeah. You've done all the things and now you're just like in the air conditioning watching whatever's, whatever's on TBS or whatever. Yeah. Just like letting the TV roll. It's like, yeah, I know I've seen Dirty Dancing like 15 times this summer, but yeah, let's go for it again. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, so those are some of my top ones. Oh, and Cabin Fever. It's oh. a good one. And um, I already watched this this summer because this is one I've, for some reason, I always watch this around my birthday, which is Poltergeist. It's not a summer movie, perhaps. It's just a movie I like to watch in the summer. Mm. Yeah, I'm just like, uh, I'm also like, when it gets so hot, I just like randomly like trying to find things I've never seen before because I'm like, well, I could go outside or I could see what weird stuff people have ripped to YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> um which is why I am going to, speaking of summer camp slashers, I'm definitely going to try to rewatch uh, Cheerleader Camp um, because it's not like officially streaming anywhere. And that DVD is insanely out of print. Um, every time like Vinegar Syndrome or Severin or Synapse like announces like a new thing, I'm always like, come on, please. Um, I think they did that. One of the early Panic Fests, I think they did that as a midnight movie, which they don't really do midnight movies at Panic Fest anymore, but I, I'm pretty sure it was Cheerleader Camp. It's such a gem. Like, it's got, yeah. and it has, like, actual, like, actors, like, Lucinda Dickey's in it. Like, it's, um, yeah, it's it's a big, 
like it's a movie i like also it has the best poster ever uh, yeah, let us know your favorite summer movies tweet us yes please let us know um i would love to hear about more like weird hot weather movies i've never seen before yeah we've still got at least two months of this business we need some movies and there's only so much a tank top can do yes <laughs> So it is now time for New Nightmares, our roundup of trailers new to streaming, coming soon to theaters, soon, so on and so forth. What do you got for us first, Julie? I think we should start with what we are probably most excited to talk about, which is Lisa Frankenstein. Cool. Uh, I don't. There's not a lot of information on it, but I think the name sort of says it all. Uh, so it's a Diablo Cody, and it, it's written by her, it's directed by Zelda Williams, it's starring Catherine Newton from Freaky and Cole Sprouse from Riverdale. You know where Riverdale stands here. Oh, yeah. And uh, it said in 1989, follows an unpopular high schooler who accidentally reanimates a handsome Victorian corpse during a lightning storm and starts to rebuild him into the man of her dreams using the broken tanning bed in her garage. That's it. That's what I we got. And it sounds amazing. Every single sentence in that description is like, I'm just like, oh, okay. All right. Diablo Cody. Great. Lisa mm -hmm. Frankenstein. Great pun. Catherine Newton. Catherine Newton was so good and freaky. So good. Oh, yeah. Made like, that movie. Yeah. Like, uh, don't get me wrong. Like Vince Vaughn is, you know, ostensibly the lead in that. But like she killed it. Also doing like a great sort of Vince Vaughn yeah <laughs> uh and also cole sprouse being uh like i'm assuming he's going to be the handsome victorian corpse um, that would be my assumption yeah with his floppy hair yeah yeah i'm in i yep. can't wait for it here for it very very excited um the first of many trailers this week uh is barbarian uh which is from 20th century studios and new regency um it stars Bill Sarsgaard, Skarsgård, sorry. Um, <laughs> and it is written and directed by uh, Zach Kreger. Um, and the here is here's the plot summary. Uh, in Barbarian, a young woman traveling to Detroit for a job interview books a rental home, but when she arrives late at night, she discovers the house is double booked and a strange man is already staying there. Against her better judgment, she decides to spend the evening, but she soon discovers that there's a lot more to fear than just an unexpected house guest. This trailer like goes a lot of places. I was like, I feel like they're telling us a lot, but like there's they I still have no idea what the hell's going on. Uh, and I'm just like all right yeah let's get weird yeah. like i feel like movies are not like a lot of trailers right now like the ones we watch especially like have like this whole like they're showing you and you're like ah, i'm pretty sure they're leaving a bunch of stuff out and that makes me want to see it more mm -hmm. yeah i have no idea what's really happening in this movie and that is awesome and you know i'm you had me at bill skarsgård so <laughs> 
I'm into it. But also, I don't know if you noticed this, that Justin Long is in this movie. You right. see him for like a split second in the trailer. So what's he doing? I don't know. I can't wait to find out. Also, Kurt Brownoller is in this? Yeah, right? I'm what, just like, what is this movie? I know. Like, I'm like, uh, this has the potential. Like, because I hear Justin Long and Kurt Brownoller. I'm like, is this going to be like very darkly funny or something? Yeah, I don't know. I'm excited either way. Like, I hope they don't release another trailer, though. This one is perfect. Perfect trailer. A plus. No notes. No notes. All right. Next trailer. There's a new movie called The Invitation. Not the, what was it, 2015 Invitation. Totally different Invitation. And uh, this, this is kicking off what I'm... I think we're on the precipice of a vampire revival. Like... Mm. There's just about to be a vampire movie explosion from what I'm seeing. Uh, So the invitation tells the story of a young woman who is courted and swept off her feet only to realize a gothic conspiracy is afoot. And that's a very vague uh, synopsis. Basically, she looks into her family. You know, she does one of those DNA tests, finds a cousin, and her family seems to be vampires. And um, let's see. So... They don't they don't come out and say that it's Dracula, but at the end of the trailer, there's like a reference to Jonathan Harker. So it's like this could be a Dracula specific situation. It's directed by Jessica M. Thompson, written by I had the name just a second ago and now it escaped me. Uh, Blair, Brian, Butler. Blair Butler. Yes. And uh, it's going to release August 26, 2022. I assume that's in theaters but I'm not totally sure. It doesn't say specifically if that's going to be in theaters or streaming. It looks cool. It looks gothy, yet modern. So I'm interested. I, I'm excited because I did see Sean Pertwee in there for like a hot second. And uh, I assume that if he's going to be in, he's going to play Like he looks like he plays like a badass butler. And I was like, oh, well, Gotham. Great. Um, <laughs> nice. <laughs> so I'm totally, totally down with that um trailer number three mark myers um mirrors anyhow uh the summoned um comes out to via is out now on vod platforms um as of this recording um it is about a young man named Elijah, played by J. Quentin Johnson, who attends a self-help retreat with his rock star girlfriend, Lynn, unaware that the enigmatic doctor who runs the estate has summoned him here to settle a generations old supernatural debt. Looks weird. Yep. Mm-hmm. I mean, actually, it 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 looks like a it looks like it's a several different movies kind of jammed into each other. Yeah. Um, like we're, you know, but looks like it could be fun i'm a big fan of like anything that involves people getting chased around with axes so mm-hmm. this is uh, a also back-to-back warnings not to just accept random invitations places right vet your like, inviters <laughs> this is like i've never heard of this but like yeah let's go to a self-help retreat like with somebody yeah. like with some mysterious doctor and like ugh, come on do like, you've a heard of this quick person? google search guys <laughs> yeah, save that- yourself I feel like I feel like Google would solve a lot of problems that are in a lot of horror movies, but right? <laughs> Google and cell phones ruin just ruining horror plots, really. <laughs> but thankfully, um, stupid people uh, keeping them rolling. Yep. All right. Next trailer: Resurrection. This stars Rebecca Hall, who 
horror fans will remember from The Night House recently, and Tim Roth from all kinds of stuff like Reservoir Dogs. And the plot here is Margaret leads a successful orderly life, perfectly balanced, perfectly balancing the demands of her busy career and single parenthood to her fiercely independent daughter, Abby. Everything is under control, but that careful balance is upended when an unwelcome shadow from her past, David, returns, carrying with him the horrors of Margaret's past. There's more to the synopsis, but I'll kind of leave it at that because I think that's the bulk of it. Um it looks really cool. It looks like she maybe did something really bad. Maybe Tim Roth did something really bad to her. The, this is another one of those together. trailers. Yeah. It's another one of those trailers that gives you just enough to be interested and doesn't really give it away. Uh, it also looks like Rebecca Hall is going to put in another amazing performance of a woman who is maybe becoming slightly unhinged before our eyes due to circumstances beyond her control. So I'm excited for that. She's good at that. Yeah, and it, it it's very mysterious, but God, Tim Roth is so creepy. Like, I mean, he mm-hmm. like he's so good at being creepy. Um, so I'm I, I will tend to watch things with him, even if it's maybe not necessarily my total jam, but yeah. And this is uh, written and directed by Andrew Siemens, and it will be in theaters and on demand August fifth. Next trailer. Um, so um mill creek entertainment has remade the most dangerous game again um (laughs) so like it's going to be in select theaters and on demand august 5th um if you know what the most dangerous game is you know what this is like it Mm -hmm. has been remade under numerous titles numerous like differences i mean like one can technically argue that like predators is the most dangerous game as well um but uh in the film a father and son are shipwrecked on a remote island where they are caught up in a trophy hunt held by its mysterious owner a merciless man who uses the land as an elite hunting preserve for stalking the most dangerous game of all man um it's there is like basically uh Richard Connell's 1924 story is now, I believe, public domain, which is why you see it used so many times. But I was like, is this necessary? No. Does the cast have me interested in seeing it? Yes. It has Bruce Stern, Judd Nelson, Casper Van Dien playing like the the merciless rich dude doing the hunting who looks like he's having a ton of fun. Uh, Mm -hmm. Tom Berenger. Um, and I guess the star is, uh, Chris CT Tamborello, who I have no idea who that is. Um, that one's I was, I was not interested until I just like, I saw Casper Van Dien doing his thing. I saw Tom Berenger doing it. I was like, who's that dude? And like, it literally took me for a minute to realize I'm like, Oh my God, that's Judd Nelson. It doesn't look like him at all. No, I'm super, I'm like, man, it's probably not going to be good but it looks like it's going to be a lot of fun so i'm i will watch it like i didn't like when i first when you first sent me that link i was like i don't know maybe (laughs) (laughs) what (laughs) yeah just like watching everybody pop up i was like and bruce dern playing crazy old man is like his pocket these days so Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. very excited actually kind of All right, another trailer. This is um, for Toe, T-O-W, which is already streaming on Tubi TV. 
I did not realize that Tubi made original movies, but they do. And this is one of them. And uh, what makes this particularly intriguing is that it stars Kane Hodder and he is the the killer, the mechanic, the, the new serial killer for us. So the synopsis is Maddie and Abby are twin sisters and famously the only victims to ever escape the notorious serial killer known as the mechanic. Years after their escape, the mechanic is finally scheduled to be executed, executed for his horrific crimes. But what should be a moment of closure for the sisters ends up unleashing something far more insidious. I have to believe this is going to be exactly what it sounds like. So if you're a person who likes a good serial killer slasher, I'm guessing it'll be good. Tubi's free, right? So you can't go wrong. And it is the directorial debut for Vanessa Alexander. Yeah, The trailer actually looks pretty good. Yeah, like it arguing sisters, definitely a like sort of shocker vibe going on. Um, nice to see Kane Hodder getting to be in a movie where you get to see his face. Mm-hmm. Kind of, I mean, they're hiding it a lot, so I'm assuming there's going to be something really gruesome when he finally like fully lifts up that like hoodie. Yeah, yeah. looks it pretty cool. Potential. Yeah, um, so there are a bunch of new like vinegar syndrome um does like has all these different partner labels that they distribute and uh it's always pretty amazing to see like what all these different labels are putting out and i am most excited like uh the american genre film archive has been putting out like a lot of blu-ray releases of stuff from the something weird archives uh and there is a movie that they are putting out that is called satan's children that um looks like absolutely it's crazy it's like one of those movies that it's like the people who made it made exactly one movie and they just put like everything into it um and it comes out of tampa um (laughs) it is like an after it looks like an after school special like nice uh but it involves uh satanists um and i'm super excited that they're putting it out they're also putting out um uh the the culture shock releasing is putting out raw nerve um which uh the 1991 film which stars ted Pryor, sandal bergman tracy lords glenn ford and jan michael vincent wow and i'm like i feel like i've seen the video cover for this like a billion times and never watched it but um i think i might have to check it out now um i feel mm-hmm. like vinegar syndrome could steal a lot of my money on the regular and i um, i i've just been a very good good grown-up um <laughs> but yeah if you go to vinegarsyndrome.com you can find all these things and they're also just as totally unrelated to the show whatsoever but um they're putting out uh circle collective is putting out a blu-ray version of heavy metal parking lot um do i need it on blu-ray no will i buy it yes i mean obviously yeah <laughs> all right next up i actually thought this was a trailer when i put it on the list but it is not a trailer it's just news terrifier 2 uh is finally being released this Halloween. So I don't know if you saw. Did you see Terrifier, Nick? I mean, I, I've seen it. Okay. I am not as into it as everyone else, evidently. Yeah, I mean, I kind of feel the same. And I am a clown fan. Terrifier didn't do a whole lot for me. But if he, if Terrifier and Art the Clown did some stuff for you, Terrifier 2 is coming out. Uh, and um, I don't see a specific date, but... 
around Halloween. Um, it is directed, written by Damien Leone. I think that's how or Leone. Not a lot of details, but yeah, some people are really into it. So I thought we should let them know it's coming. There was a review. It's kind of funny that neither of us are into it. <laughs> yeah, no, it was really funny. There was a review I read years ago, and I wish I could remember what it was. Uh, actually, it was like where like they had interns like watch these movies that were like critically acclaimed that uh, they had never seen. And one of the things they watched was Terrifier. And like the review is just like, just like they're like, why does this movie exist? Um, which is, you know, it's kind of mean, but it's also this, really hilarious. I feel like this came from a short uh-huh. And, uh-huh. and I liked the short, like it was enough for the short, but expanding it into the movie didn't quite, didn't quite do it for me. So yeah. It's- two movies ought to be even better. Yeah. Uh, I like I like my violence to look like fake. Like I like it to like I don't want it to look realistic. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh however, there is an exception and that is the final destination movies where those are just like because they're so crazy. And the final destination franchise is being rebooted with a new movie um that will be on HBO Max. Um it has not even uh started production yet. Um, but it's the first one in like over a decade. It's uh John Watts is producing. Um, he did like Cop Car and Spider-Man No Way Home, and it is being written by Laurie Evans Taylor and Gary Guy Busick, who did Scream, uh the the new one. And but the big deal is that <clears throat> pardon me, the final destination, uh creator jeffrey reddick says that it's they're gonna change things up um but it doesn't follow like the usual like setting up people cheating death and then just death gets them mm-hmm. so <clears throat> given how like final destination five ended like there's this full loop sorry to spoil a movie that's over a decade old but <laughs> um it's it, it's a, it was very satisfying, so I'm very curious to see like where it goes from here and what they do. Still has some of my favorite gimmick setups in mm-hmm. all of horror. Has your life been totally molded and sculpted by a Final Destination kills? Because mine has. Oh yeah, like 100%. Like if I'm driving behind like any, like when we go on road trips and like we're next to a semi that has like a bunch of like telephone poles and stuff, like I'm like, we're mm-hmm. getting on the other side of this right now. Um, there's not a time that we don't get in the car my husband has the habit of putting his water bottle like in the console and i'm like put it in the back seat it will get under the brake pedal and you won't be able to stop um i i frequently cite the as far as i'm concerned you can all just drop dead and then the bus hit as being like one of those times where it is a saw it in the theater opening night like it is dead silence and then there's like a five second pause and my friends and I are all just dying laughing. And then the entire audience is like, okay, we can laugh at this. Okay. Like we thought it was funny, but <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's yeah. I, like those movies are, I mean, depending on how you feel about them, like maybe not great, but man, they're fun. Yeah. I can't wait to have more cautionary tales. Yep. All right. Now. The Munsters, more Munsters news. They have released a poster. And I, I feel like every 
everything. So I was worried about the monsters being too Rob Zombie, too gory, too edgy. And now I'm worried it's going to be too cheesy. How do you feel about this? Poster? Um, I saw that poster and I was like, that looks like something that you would find. Like, speaking of to be like, you froze for me. Oh, am I good? Yeah, you're going now. All right. Uh, no, of. it was I saw that poster and I was like, that looks like something you would find like in the depths of like Amazon or Tubi. Yeah. Like where it, I'm just it, like, this is this. This doesn't look like a movie that's coming out in theaters from like a major studio with a major director. Yeah, it's I trying to stay curious on it, but uh, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, yeah, I, I'm like, maybe Lily, maybe, Lily maybe. Munster's dress looks cool. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of people are like um, kind of going crazy over the fact that like Herman's uh, coat is like son of Frankenstein. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that has its that has its positives, I guess. I like I like the little nods. It, it I'm cautiously optimistic still. Sorry, you froze. Sorry. Cautiously optimistic. Yes, yes trying to stay positive all right so uh the biggest i would argue this is probably like the biggest news of the week maybe Mm -hmm. is that the duffer brothers the folks behind stranger things um are launching upside down pictures which is going to have a stranger things spinoff um and they're also and and this is the thing that has me like most hyped uh is that they're going to do a mini series version of stephen king and peter straub's the talisman which i feel is they're uniquely suited i think to be able to do this um yeah like man but like given how bad the dark tower was like they're gonna have to stick this or like people are like this like this book you know it's almost 40 years old and people Mm -hmm. it's beloved and it has an amazing like well the nice part is though it also has like a a a sequel that's set decades later that you can do if it's a success but Mm -hmm. oh man like like it involves like world jumping and young kids and also like the best werewolf ever um so like it has a lot of potential but man like i am i am very nervous like I'm very yeah. excited, but I'm also I was also very excited about the Dark Tower, and like that movie made me sad. Mm. Womp <laughs> Well, I mean, they're they're very talented, so fingers crossed for us all. Yes, I'm also very curious about what the spinoff will be. Same, and also a stage play, which stage play. Yeah, so like that's, that's ambitious. Great. Yeah. <laughs> all right, last news story. Day shift. First look at it. pictures have come out. It is Jamie Foxx and Snoop Dogg as blue collar vampire hunters. That's all you had to say for me. I'm into it. The pictures look fun. It, this looks like it'll actually be a good summer movie because it's set in L.A. It looks dusty. It looks hot. It's Jamie Foxx in a tropical shirt and Snoop Dogg dressed as a cowboy. I couldn't be more excited. Uh, directorial debut of J.J. Perry, who uh, is a stunt performer by trade so there should be good action 
I am so excited. Like, uh, if you if you go read the the story about this at Vanity Fair, it is fantastic. It will make you want to see the movie so much. Like, it's mm-hmm. crazy because he talked like the director, like because they shot it like kind of during COVID lockdown. They were able, like, they wanted to like make the vampires look different than they did, and so th- like a lot of the vampires are played by like Cirque du Soleil performers because he wanted people awesome. who could like contort their bodies, and because like all of these like circuses and things were shut down. Like they had like a, like a surplus of people from, from which to choose. And I'm just like, like you said, vampire Renaissance, like vampires versus mm-hmm. the Bronx was, this is giving me big vampires versus the Bronx vibes. Cause it's kind of got a gentrification angle, I think. Yep. And it's also like sort of, but it's with grownups instead of mm-hmm. kids. And so, yep. yeah, no, I'm very like this is a movie i hadn't heard anything about until the, this article popped up on twitter and i was like i went from like zero to 60 in like mm-hmm. 0.2 seconds i was like yep this is now my this is now the movie that i'm just like well this should be fun and am i reading this right this movie comes out august 12th yeah that's crazy yeah netflix, this is the first we're hearing about it netflix is really fucking terrible about promoting their shit um yeah. i feel it's either they promote the hell out of it or you know nothing until it happens and then people are like oh there's this thing yeah well here we are helping them out put it on your calendars everyone day shift netflix netflix men and women turning on each other tearing each other's skin with their teeth and their nails eyes like snakes Screams from below, cries from above. It's the end of the world. Judgment comes to wipe your stain from the world. Trust me, Sals. Stains coming out of my booth ain't from me. So gross! It is the hour of our reckoning, and I have to spend it with you. I like what I do. I don't like being shamed for it, especially by the one person who's so hot to save my soul, but can't be bothered to save me from dying in a fucking game show booth! It is now time for our feature presentation. It is the new to shutter film revealer directed by Luke Boyce. This film, the synopsis is tensions rise when a stripper and religious protester are trapped together in a peep show booth that must come together to survive the apocalypse in 1980s Chicago. This was an interesting one. 
Um, I I feel as though the trailer sells you a movie that is totally different than what you get. Yeah. I'm trying to think if I even watched the trailer. Honestly, I'm not sure I did because this. Well, I guess I did because it played at Panic Fest and I missed it. Um, so I must have I watched all the trailers before that. But yeah, it's a it goes weird, weird place. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it's uh, it's it's interesting. It's like definitely like one of those low budget almost single location things where you have like essentially for most of the movie it's two characters in a room together like it starts off with you know two characters outside and then two characters inside and then two different characters that's like pretty much it for most Mm -hmm. of it there's maybe three like speaking roles in the entire film and i did hear an interview out of panic fest with the filmmakers and this was filmed during covid so this was all very intentional i think it was filmed summer of 2020 so it was all very intentional to have one person isolated, you know, everyone isolated from each other so they could still film the movie, but not put people in too much danger. Yeah. Uh, a lot of the reviews I've read of this, um, because it's like such a very small setting is that they're just like, this feels like it, you could almost easily adapt this as a stage play. Yeah. Um, like a lot of, Pontypool uh, references pop up every time I read about this film, um, which I think is very accurate mm-hmm. um, in some cases. Um, so, like, what was sort of like your journey, like, while you were watching it? Like, I feel like I was really into it for a while and then suddenly not. <laughs> yeah, like the first, I don't know, half of it, I, I liked it. I liked that they, you know, they got the soundtrack right. I thought they got the fashion pretty much right. I liked the whole vibe, the neon, the location, this peep show strip bar really felt. And I've never been in one of these, but it really felt like those ones that you see along I-70 between Kansas City and St. Louis. That it feels like a truck stop peep show where there's always a big Jesus billboard right outside. and so it had that feel that felt really right to me and the acting was really good. And I, I liked, and I don't want to say this and make it, I don't, I say this with all the love in my heart. I liked that the bodies in it were normal, natural looking people. Mm-hmm. And, and it wasn't like, it was, it was not, it was a strip club, but it wasn't like overly sleazy sexual or anything you know it was a peep show it's the nature of the beast but it it didn't you know it wasn't just all about the tna which i liked it was not exploitative yes um, that is what i was looking for yes um yeah i appreciate the fact <laughs> that <laughs> when you see um angie our our uh lead uh one of the two leads uh, is played by uh caitlin os ace I'll say, um, yeah, I'm sorry, not sure. I don't know how to pronounce your name, Caitlin. Um, like she puts in like a mixtape before she starts to dance. And I had to like rewind it like three times so I could see what the title of the mixtape is. And it is Dick Trickin. Nice. <laughs> um, yeah, no, there's a, like, yeah, like the first, like, what do my notes say? Um, like, yeah, like the the first like 20 to 30 minutes of this movie are like legitimately like the, the best part of the movie. Like you, Mm -hmm. 
like it feels like there's a like things are moving forward and then after that it does tend to get like a little bit repetitive yeah but the nice part is is because you only have like these two characters like uh, uh early on like you you kind of get like a trade-off i guess because like the beginning it's like it's a lot of really good like snappy di- like it's mm-hmm. not even dialogue though they're like basically like trading monologues back and forth <laughs> Yeah. They're very speechifying to one another. Yeah. Which I thought those were good. I wrote down that I thought the dialogue was good. Um, I There are some quotes in it that I just, I wrote down that I thought, I mean, just little like one-liners, like a coos mm-hmm. bruise, strictly dickly, three-way petting zoo or three-way at a petting zoo, things like that, that I was like, these are clever, funny lines. And then, yeah. And then once the real action kicks in, it's like, they they move on to the action. The quips aren't as much there. And then I feel like with the Sally character, the religious character, you know, they had to find a way to make her not perfect and pious. And it just feels like maybe they kind of took the easy route with that one, the way that they did it. And I was like, well, okay, that's fine. But I mean, it was the 80s. I don't know. I feel like they're like my, my notes are just like so many reveals, like, because I, I do feel like you're definitely like you keep hearing, like basically the two characters are like trading off back and forth where it's like, you learn that you think one thing, you know, one thing about them, but you actually know something else. It's, it's actually this, um, mm-hmm. which, you know, we're not going to spoil, but like, definitely I feel like that's like, that's what they switch to like when they're actually like talking with one another as opposed to just like monologuing back and forth. Like once they start like going through like these, um, like once they work their way to the the lower levels, I, I guess is the best way of putting it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, like you get this trade off where they're having actual conversations, but it also feels like they're trying to like, I don't even know a good way of phrasing it. It's just like, they're, like here's here's my secret here's my secret yeah yeah like the one that you think is uh irredeemable has to have her redeemableness and then the one that's supposed to be all godly has to have her sin and it yeah it just felt very oh okay it can't just be that we're all equally sinning and redeemable at the same time which i mean i guess they are but i don't know yeah it's the idea it's like she has to like you have to you know uh, it's you your 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 hooker has to have a heart of gold i mean not mm-hmm. but you, right right right, right. Yeah. like um your hooker has to have a heart of gold and your your religious person has to be a hypocrite um yeah and like that's that they it doesn't it feels like they're they're too um caricatures rather than like two people like learning things about each other um mm-hmm. Uh, however, like the, and I also feel like that's part of like the, the greater problem with this movie, which is like very, like it is very much show don't tell. Like it's at the beginning it showed, I mean, I'm sorry, it's tell don't show like, like you don't like, there is an apocalypse going on outside. Um, there is the sounding of the seven trumpets. Mm -hmm. You don't see shit except for like a, like some lightning at the very beginning. Like I get that it's a low budget movie, but um, by the time you get to the end, 
there is a part at the end where it feels like there's a lot of money spent on like a certain special effect that you're just like, you could have spread this out over the previous 90 minutes. Yeah. Yes. Um, I agree. And the special effects, there was a lot that was CGI. And I don't, I know that for budgetary reasons, CGI makes the most sense, but it was a little distracting at times. Yeah. It's uh, like the, the, cold open as it were is very effective and very creepy and sort of like you don't you get the idea that like what's going to happen but not precisely what it is which i really enjoy like that opening like five minute sequence is very uncomfortable and then like when you get to meet our our, our two main characters uh angie and sally like that's good and like when they're going back and forth it's good and then it just kind of drops off and just turns into like a, a a usual low budget movie where they're just like you're running around in like what seems like one hallway just shot from different angles yeah yeah for sure the- um music though spot on love the music um uh worth noting um actually uh the thing that most attracted me to this movie was discovering that um Burning Witches Records out of the UK um, put out like a single um, that features the song you hear at the very beginning, which is called Saint and oh, nice. Sinner, um, which is by a group called Atlant 87. Um, evidently, and this is the thing that I found most interesting. Still here. Uh, I just had to turn off video. The thing that but... I found out most interesting was um, because it's an alternate reality 1980s, they didn't want to use like popular needle drops. Mm hmm. So they they were like, we had this band create a song that sounded like it came from 1987. Well, uh, also popular needle drops are expensive. Very true. Um, <laughs> but it's great. Uh, and then the score is by Alex Cuervo, who um, like also works under the name uh, Espectra Static. And once upon a time was in a garage rock band I'm a big fan of called Hex Dispensers out of Austin. Nice. Um, but yeah, no, he's been doing actual scores as of late in addition to putting out stuff under uh the yeah, spectrostatic name and i was very like that was one of the things that attracted me to this movie and it is one of very much the highlights of it mm-hmm. for sure for sure um so like i guess the big deal is that uh shana Shruton, who plays um our um prim and proper maybe not um sally mewborn uh the christian protester is going to be in scare package too oh great i'm excited Um, for that one i yeah you know the more i keep hearing about it like the more like she is the one who i like i feel like had like the most to do in this movie Mm -hmm. um although caitlin ace as angie uh did like like she seemed to have a lot of fun yeah if like, I remember correctly, Caitlin won Best Actress at Panic Fest and the Panic Fest Awards. Mm-hmm. But I, uh, yeah, I think toss up between those two, honestly. Yeah, I, I do appreciate the fact that like she she has a serious like no fucks given. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's like legit my favorite thing. So I, I think we're both like kind of middling on this one. Yeah, I mean, I think if you have Shutter, give it a watch. It's fun. It's yeah. not a bad time. I didn't 
regret watching it or anything. It just toward the end, you know, maybe have some drinks and then you won't care so much about where it sort of starts to wane a little bit. Very, very true. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. My final thought on that is that it, um, great concept with middling execution. Yeah. I think that's fair. Uh, but we do have some other things that we really do like that we think you like if if you enjoy this and you feel um the way that we do um we there might be a couple of we we each have a couple of films that might scratch that um mm-hmm. end time satanism thing uh a little bit better uh what are you, you you've got a couple of films here julie yeah uh the first one i thought of was we summon the darkness which the actually both of the films that i thought of are from 2019 so We Summon the Darkness is also set in the 80s, and it's some girls going on a road trip to a heavy metal show where they meet some fellas, and they take them back to their summer house, and, you know, devilishness ensues. And it's it's a fun one. I really had a good time with that one. And then also from 2019, Satanic Panic, written uh, by Grady Hendrix, who I know we both enjoy. Yep. And uh, it's a pizza delivery girl who ends up at a Satanist house who happens to need a virgin sacrifice so it's it's not 80s but it's got the satanic thing going and i think that they do it really well oh it is that movie and um both of the happy death day movies made me like a huge ruby modine fan Mm -hmm. uh like um she's so good in those um i picked uh, a couple also devilish movies uh the first one is this is the end um which is also an end of the world sort of comedy um it's like it may not be everybody's cup of tea uh because it is like a seth rogan evan goldberg jam but uh it is surprisingly uh very has a lot of horror elements in it also uh uh Emma Watson is in it. Like all of the characters in it are played by our actors playing themselves. Uh, and uh, Emma Watson gets to be a badass with an mm-hmm. ax, um, which as I've said, is definitely something I enjoy. Uh, also uh, Ty West's uh, house of the devil, um, which is about a babysitter who goes to a house and to, to watch uh, someone and discovers things are not what she seen, what, what, what they might seem. Um, also like one of those things that walks the line between like is it serious is it hilarious and uh also has like a really great fake 80s song to start off the film yeah yeah i would call that one very much a slower pace but Mm -hmm. but same vibe in a way very much yeah good picks those are our thoughts on Revealer. Uh, if you've got thoughts, uh, you can hit us up at Report Carnage on the socials or email us at carnagereportpod at gmail.com. I'm having so much internet trouble. So please forgive me if it acts, if it feels like I don't know how to respond to Nick. It's because for my internet is being weird and he's cutting out and I'm like, yep, sounds good. <laughs>
I'll be right back. Uh, what do you have coming up uh, in the next couple of weeks? Um, you know, I don't have anything specific right now. Living in the world feels like horror. So I have living um, as a horror option. I'm hoping to get to see Gone in the Night when it gets to theaters in a few days. I think next weekend that one's playing. Uh, but I don't really have anything else specifically horror coming up for myself. How about you? Um, I my my plans are to track down uh like and watch like all of these uh slashers that I've uh found uh lately. Um, I am going to try to rewatch Cheerleader Camp. I am going to finally watch the movie Blood Beach. Um, and also there's one that keeps popping up, uh, that everyone says I should watch, uh, that is from 1989 that is called Moonstalker. Um, so those are, those are my plans. Um, also I think like not horror related, but I think, um, we're finally going to try to like go to the movies for the first time in a while and go see the North new Thor. Nice. It looks like a lot of fun. It does. Well, you know, if you guys are have things that we should be doing, as as you can tell, I don't have a lot on my plate as far as horror things, so I need some ideas. So tweet at us, email us, let us know what you've got, what's on your I'll be right back list. And uh, if you email us, we'll send you a sticker. Um, yeah. Just uh, email us at, at carmageReportPod at gmail.com, and we'll give you an address, and you can send in a self-addressed stamped envelope, and we'll slap a sticker in it and send it back to you. They're cool stickers. I really like them. Yeah. So thanks for listening to the Carnage Report. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Report Carnage. We can be reached via email at carnagereportpod at gmail. And if you have any suggestions for things that you think that we should watch or talk about, or if you just want to tell us your thoughts, I know some of you out there saw Revealers, so tell us what you thought about it. Reach out. We'd love to hear from you. Nick, where are you at on socials? I am on the uh, Instagram at Nicklaus Mouse. I am on Twitter at Nuthouse Punks. Um, and you can find my writing at The Pitch in Cinepunks. And I've been doing a lot of on-camera interviews for Starburst Magazine. So if you want to see my face talking with like composers and actors and directors and shit, uh, go to Starburst Magazine's YouTube channel. That's fun. Uh, oh, featured music in this episode is oh. Mystery, Mist on the Moor, Gloom Horizon, and Nightmare Machine by Kevin McLeod. Available at Incompetech.com, licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0, although that may be changing. Stay tuned to the next episode for that. Uh, I think it should be kind of exciting. Cool. I'm excited about that potential change. Yes. It's there's there's new music coming our way, but it is sitting on a thumb drive at somebody's house who has COVID. So uh, oh, well, and they don't well. have internet because they live in the boonies. Um, COVID strikes again. COVID strikes again. But anyhow, thanks for listening. Yes, thanks for listening. We will be back next episode with more news and trailers, everything horror, and we're going to discuss Jordan Peele's Nope where caretakers at a California horse ranch encounter a mysterious force that affects human and animal behavior. I'm very excited for this. We are going to try to see a movie that comes out two days before we record. Yeah. So if this is, this is holding us to it, this is making us go to the theater. <laughs> exactly. Again, thank you for listening. Um, have a good time, everybody. Yes. Thank you. Thank you.
Bye. Bye. Bye.